This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Hero is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Jeanine Hero Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Hero. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, I hope everybody's enjoying their day so far, but I got to tell you, I look out the window here in New York City, and it is the beginning of the winter. Uh, I had occasion to go to Florida on Friday because I'm I'm working on my next book, which I'll tell you about uh, at some point, certainly not today. And it was beautiful, and it was sunny, and people were happy. And then I come back, I land very, very late on Friday night, and it's cold, and it's damp. And I'm like, oh, we're just at the beginning of this. But let's try to make the best of it uh, and uh, and enjoy the fact that we at least get to see a change of season uh, and a change of the leaves that are beautiful. And, uh, you know, we get to, uh, I guess, wear our winter coats. Mm whatever. But uh, I am ready for you today. And as always, I'm armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. And I also today want to make sure I hear from you. We're going to be taking calls today. In just a little bit, we're going to be uh, taking your calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts. I'm actually uh, so interested in what you have to say. I mean, I know what I think, obviously, uh, but I'm more interested in what you have to think. But since you can't be here with me, you get your chance to call on the Friends of the Court hotline. Uh, There is so much that happened in America this week, and uh, it's funny. At the end of the week, you get a chance to look back and say, yeah, things are still crazy uh, here under the Biden administration, Joe Biden, of course, uh, comes out and he says that uh, the vast majority of the American people do like what I've got done. He says, he says uh, the other day, he said, look at what I've got done. Name me a president in recent history that's gotten as much done as I have in the first two years. And then he says, not a joke, not a joke. What makes people think? You know, that he's making a joke, although I think he is a joke, but that's another issue. Um, And then he says, you may not like what I've gotten done, but the vast majority of American people do like what I got done. Well, later on in the show, we're going to be talking with uh, John McLaughlin, who's a pollster, and he's going to give you uh, the stats on what the American people think of Joe Biden and what he's got done as we are edging closer and closer to the midterms, which I think are very, very exciting. Uh, there was a time when we thought the red wave was coming, and then it was like, no, oh, not so fast. And then, uh, you know, gas prices started going down, but now they're going back up again. So uh, later in the show, we're going to be hearing from someone who is an expert and who's got the facts. But I want to stick with Joe Biden just for a second, eh, maybe for a minute or two. Now, 
you know, in addition to saying that he's gotten so much done, President Joe Biden gets out there and he says, uh, the Republicans, they have nothing to run on. Uh, and he attacks the Republicans. He goes on and on and he says, I don't even know what they stand for. Well, Joe, you're the one who had to coin the phrase MAGA Republican because you didn't know what else to say about them. Uh, but, you know, the, the truth is that it's real clear, I believe, to the American people what the Republicans stand for and what Joe Biden stands for. You know, after months and months of crazy, skyrocketing inflation, we can look at Joe Biden and say, Joe, we do agree with you. Look what you have done. You have done something that no other president has done. You have taken a strong economy and you have turned this into record inflation. You were the reason we have sky high inflation, Joe. And on Thursday, the White House tried to cover it up and, and make excuses after the data was released that literally showed, folks, it literally showed that consumer prices jumped 8.2% year over year, despite Biden insisting, the guy's insisting that he made progress. I got to tell you, the man is either clueless or he's such a good pivoter that even I don't get it. But his policies have brought Americans the highest, fastest inflation in 40 years. Now, what does that mean? What that means is that he has literally reduced ordinary Americans' ability to go out and purchase items. The man has done so much for us that our ability to buy goods uh, is not only reduced, but along with that, he's reduced our standard of living. And a leader doesn't, in light of that, go out and tout about how great he is and how people love him. And then he touts the Inflation Reduction Act, which the non-political objective Congressional Budget Office, CBO, says does virtually nothing to slow inflation. Got that, folks? Nothing. This is theater. They called it the Inflation Reduction Act, but it does nothing. But what it does do is it shows us that Joe Biden has no empathy he has no feeling for the hardworking, tax-paying Americans. Now, with gas prices going back up again, and he's, you know, OPEC has said, hey, buddy, we're not going to give you any more oil. We're not going to speed up production for you. Now, Americans have to worry about, in addition to gas prices and home prices and food prices, we now have to worry about heating our home. Remember, I started this by talking about it, the fact that it was getting cold in New York. And thanks to Joe Biden, we're probably, I know I will, be spending a lot more heating my home than I did last year. Thanks, Joe Biden. So uh, that is my opening statement here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Never forget, that's the commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnels Towers Foundation Show. In my opening statement, I talked about the, uh, the fact that the economy, uh, inflation is killing ordinary, everyday Americans who now that the uh, fall and winter are uh, imminent have to deal with exploding uh, heating prices. What I didn't mention is the fact that crime is not only exploding, it is out of control. And we hear about statistics every day. What we don't hear too much about are are the people who were affected by this crime. You know, I spent three decades in law enforcement as a prosecutor, as a judge, and as a DA, and I dealt with the victims of crime who see their lives shattered before them like a thunderbolt where out out of the sky their lives are immediately changed. Joining us today is the mother of a murdered Army veteran and the chairwoman of the Victims' Rights Reform Council. She is a woman who not only has suffered under the, uh, uh, the, the, the increasing crime in the United States, but has suffered as a result of the leftist policies, the progressive agenda of social justice. I'd like you to join me in welcoming Madeline Brame to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Madeline, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, why don't you tell us, as the mother of a slain Army vet, what happened and why you are now the head of an organization fighting for crime victims? Thank you, Judge Janine. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Yes, uh, my son, Sergeant Hassan Korea, was murdered in 2018 in Harlem, New York. He was uh, kicked, punched, stomped, and stabbed by four people he did not know, nor had he done any harm. Hassan was stabbed nine times. Um, He died from a fatal stab wound to his heart at the scene. Hassan's father was also kicked, punched, stomped, and stabbed 12 times by these same four individuals when he tried to come to Hassan's aid. Um, Hassan's father survived with life-altering injuries. Mm. Um, Hassan um, is currently buried out in Calverton National Cemetery. He is a Afghanistan war retired veteran. Uh, He received and returned enemy fire on the Taliban. he uh, was a hero. He protected Americans Clearly. is what he did. Clearly. Yes. And uh, this uh, case is still ongoing. It was in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Uh, Cyrus Vance was the original district attorney. And uh, they prepared a strong trial-ready murder case and gang assault case against all four of these people. Uh, three of them are siblings, two brothers and a sister. And their friend, um, they're all between the ages of 37 and 40 years old. So all right, Madeline Brain. Madeline, uh-huh. I'm going to stop you for a second. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. You described what is every mother, every parent's nightmare, a son who, who literally put his life on the line for Americans in Afghanistan. He comes yeah. home. He is, as you say, kicked, punched, stabbed, and stomped to death, stabbed ultimately yeah. in the heart by four individuals. They, he did not know these people? No, he did not. And no, they, so was this an unprovoked attack? Well, what happened was there was an um, a altercation uh, earlier in the evening, um, and the person who got beat up went back and got these four people. Okay. And these people, these people came to confront Hassan and his father, and uh, Hassan actually was trying to defuse the argument between mm-hmm. his father and the gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, James Saunders, who's the actual stabber, and... Uh, the altercation began. Okay, let the me ask you this, Madeline. Did they? Did the individuals who obviously, uh, unjustifiably murdered your son in cold blood, mm-hmm. uh, did they have prior records that you know of? Yes. The, uh, the three men, the three men, uh, James Saunders, the actual stabber, you know, um, they have depicted him as a homicidal maniac, all right? So um, he has a long history of using his knife. Uh, the other brother, Christopher Saunders, also has a lengthy history, and Travis Stewart as well. All, All right. So, so the case, and and my heart goes out to you, Ma- Madeline Abraham. I I don't mean to move so quickly. But I want to get to the point of all this. I mean, yeah. my God, you have been through hell. Now what yeah. we've got, we've got four people who kicked and stabbed and punched and, and uh, uh, stomped on your son who was dead. They killed him and your husband who has life-altering uh, uh, injuries. Now the case is in uh, Alvin Bragg's Manhattan office right now. What yeah. is happening? Okay. Um, currently, two of the defendants, Mary Saunders and Travis Stewart, had the murder and gang assault charges completely dismissed. What? The case was handed. Yes, the case was handed over to Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, his new administration. Um, the prior ADAs uh, uh, not resigned. Uh, they took early retirement, so they handed the case over to the new administration. The new administration of Alvin Bragg, who is a progressive leftist. He's a Soros-supporting kind of DA. Restorative justice. Yes. Okay? And he completely dismissed the murder and gang assault charges. So uh, charged Travis Stewart with attempted gang assault, and he was sentenced to seven years because of his prior convictions. Now, we are... Scheduled on calendar again for October 21st for the two brothers. That's at 9 a.m. at Part 32, um, 100 Center Street. All right, and once again the case is marked for trial. Okay, okay so but so yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Mary Brain, the mother of a of a homicide uh, veteran, a victim, uh, a veteran of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Assault with a shoe. Am I to assume, Madeline, that she was stomping him with her foot? Yes. And they call that assault with a shoe? Assault with a shoe. It's caught on My video. God. My God. How yeah. can the assaulting someone by stomping them be assault with a shoe? That is attempted murder. Yes, it is. You know, but they, uh, the, this new administration, the new ADAs claim that they could not prove her intent 
Really? Even though it's on video. Even though it's on video. And for four years, the case was marked for trial. You know, prior judges, three prior judges all saw the video and I'm all so said sorry. that it was heinous, that it was heinous. And she had, you know, significant exposure. All right. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, they, they kept moving the case around, you know, to different judges. And then ultimately here comes Alvin Bragg. Have, you know, hopping his happy behind up in the in the in the Manhattan District Attorney's office, and here we go. No longer can prove it. Wow. No longer can prove. Merida. All right. Yeah. So, have you tried to speak with Alvin Bragg, the DA from Manhattan? Oh my God, so many times. I never got a response from them. I never got a response. How never dis- got a response. that is disgusting. You know what? Completely Here's the ignore. thing, Madeline. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the 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 governor has the right to remove a prosecutor that he or she doesn't feel is doing their job. And obviously, Kathy Hochul, the governor, is good with Alvin Bragg. And Mm -hmm. if it weren't, you know that bodega uh, homicide, if that were not on video and if the people didn't get involved, that guy would be in prison for the rest of his life. This guy Bragg is not a real prosecutor. He's a make-believe prosecutor. They should be calling themselves defense attorneys. What what, What do you envision happening here? Well, what I envision, hopefully and prayerfully, that Lee Zeldin, uh, wins the governorship, all right, that he wins this election, and he goes in there, and he does everything that he's promised the voters that he's going to do, all right? He's going to remove that district attorney and put somebody in the place who will actually prosecute crime, you know, well, because this is happening to me, but it's happening to hundreds and thousands of others. Well, there's okay. no question, Madeline, it yeah. is happening to many people. And yeah. I've known Lee Zeldin for many years as a congressman. He is a man of his word. And I yes, must tell is. you that the, the organization that you're with, tell us about that organization. Okay. Uh, Victims' Rights Reform Council was founded by um, Michelle Eskenazi, and she appointed me chairwoman of the board. And uh, what we do is we advocate and we lobby for stronger policies um, to protect the rights for victims of crime, not just gun violence. We focus too much on gun violence. Mm -hmm. My son was stabbed to death, not shot to death. And because of that, I have been ostracized and shunned by all of these anti-gun violence organizations that that our taxpayer dollars are paying for. Ostracized and shunned because my son was stabbed to death and not shot to death. My narrative does not fit their agenda. Wow. That is amazing, Mary Brim. That really is That is amazing. Madeline, I'm sorry. Yes, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as part of this organization, you lobby. Do you also campaign on behalf of of candidates who will support law enforcement? Well, being that we are 501c3, I am uh, not in a position to either endorse or oppose any candidate, but I do support candidates that align with my mission and yes we absolutely do back the blue we do back the blue and we believe in in law enforcement and we need our police especially in our black and brown communities we need them there's no question about it and you know what you have how you have watched the criminal justice system obviously as i have you you watched your son uh the the victim of this horrible uh, uh, uh assault and murder as well as your your husband his father 
uh, mm-hmm. go through an incredibly painful event. But the criminal justice system has changed. Have, mm-hmm. How has it changed, and can we get it back? Well, it has changed in the sense that it's not prosecuting crime. It's not holding criminals accountable, right? How, especially young people, right? How in the world are they supposed to learn if they are not held accountable for their actions, right? If you're telling, if, if you're sending out a message that you can do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, whenever you want to do it, to whomever, and there's no accountability, all right? So th- this, is, this is how it's changed in the sense where it's actually hurting Hurting the people that is disguised to help more than helping them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That is that is totally uh totally crazy. I mean the system is totally different than what it was. There was an article uh today in the New York Post that talks about the fact that even unsafe transit is an existential threat to New York City. But mm-hmm. the lefties refuse to see it as reality. I mean, mm-hmm. this is affecting the quality of life. Your life has been, Madeline Brame, the mother of slain Army vet Hassan Correa. I mean, your life has been changed forever as a result of the the, the homicide of your son and uh, the assault, uh, life life uh, uh, thre- uh, almost life ending uh, assault on your husband. Yeah. Um, but so many people end up. Uh, being destroyed along with the victims of crime. I want to thank you, Madeline Brame, and I want you to keep on fighting the good fight, and we appreciate your being on the show today. God bless you, and good luck to you. Thank you so much. All right. And never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Now, up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers, we'll be speaking with political pollster, John McLaughlin, what is going on in America? This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. All right, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Now, joining us is someone that I am so looking forward to hearing from. He is a political poster and a strategic consultant. Uh, this is the, this guy's real deal, guys. He is a veteran pollster, strategic consultant. He's got over 35 years of experience. This is a guy who has been involved in polling on political uh, as well as uh, other issues for a long time. Uh, his name is John McLaughlin. His former clients include California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, Florida Governor Jeb Bush, President Donald Trump. Uh, but he's worked as a strategic consultant as well. I'm not going to waste time going back and forth because there's a lot to talk about. But he is also a founding partner, lasting opinion, Opiniones Latinas, a public opinion research company dedicated to researching opinions of Latinos nationwide. Of course, he's been on every major broadcast and cable show. Now, John McLaughlin, welcome to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Tower show. This is a very exciting period before the midterm elections. Uh, give us a brief uh, a brief analysis of where we are in, what is it, 20, 20 days, 21 days? 23. 23, 23 days. I count the days. Every day. And you got to remember, in New York, um, you know, it, it's it, early voting starts like 12 days out and right. absentees are already out there. And, you know, everybody calls you Judge Jean, but I remember when you were the <laughs> tough district attorney in Westchester. Yeah. You would have gone nuts with these laws right now. And I'm and, still I mean, going nuts, John. <laughs> yes. 
and and it's and it's like it's just terrible. And and, and among my clients are Lee Zeldin. I've always worked for Lee since the first time he ran for Congress, and uh, and and now everybody knows we're within striking distance of beating uh, Governor Hochul. And you know they were independent for months. I've been saying we could win, and we had polls that. Uh, you know, he's he's really within four or five points right now. And there's an independent poll that he was within six. And, you know, the, the crime issue is a national issue now, but no more so than in New York, where we've never seen it like this. I remember this is like back in the 70s when, you know, it was out of control. It's actually probably worse. It is worse. About- it is worse, John. And, you know, this whole concept, though, it, it, it is not just the issue of crime being out of control the way it was in the 70s and the 90s. Uh, but it is this this mentality that we that these criminals have become emboldened as a result of the policies of the left. And, you know, all of a sudden, John, we had people like Joe Biden after being silent during the summer of 2020 as as businesses and buildings and police precincts were burning down. He's saying, oh, I was never in favor of that. Oh, it was dead silent. Even the De- Democrat National Co- uh, Convention, they said nothing. But mm-hmm. what I'm trying to figure out is, and, you know, tell me if, you, if you've if you done anything on this. I mean, who owns the crime issue? Generally, the Republicans are the ones who are seen as strong on crime. Is that still the case? Oh, sure. It's like a two-to-one margin. And, and, it's, and it's gotten more so. In, in New York State, when we ask surveys of downstate off the top of their head what's the most important issue to decide their, their vote for governor, statewide it's the top issue, not even close. And it's off the, t- off the top of everybody's minds. New York City, Lee's getting about a third of the vote in the polls in New York City right Fantastic. now because of the crime issue. And that's what you need. That's what we saw when Governor Pataki got elected in 94. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. he's winning upstate. He's winning the suburbs, but we could use a little more support there. And you had Madeline Brame on, on your yes. show, right? Yes. She just did it. She just did an ad endorsing Lee for the Nassau County Republicans, where she says Kathy Hochul's too dangerous to be governor and she supports Lee Zeldin. Well, and, she's right. Yeah. And that's the type. And she went. What's terrible. She, her, her her son was a hero. And you've got these people being released. And there's so many issues because Hochul has more money and she's trying to divert people to this abortion issue. The laws aren't going to change. But the reality is she's. Under her and Andrew Cuomo, in the last six years, they paroled 34 cop killers. Remember when, I mean, both my grandfathers were New York City detectives. Mm-hmm. Remember when it used to be, you know, okay, death penalty, then they ruled that, but life without parole? Yes. They're getting parole. And and it's unbelievable. There is no such thing as life and parole. And, the, and these criminals are being emboldened. Look what happened in Connecticut. I'm working there for uh, Bristol, Connecticut. Out, outrageous ambushes. This is terrible. John, let me ask you a question. I mean, mm-hmm. as we go into the midterms, the mm-hmm. you know Joe Biden is underwater. Uh, in the in, it's it, yeah. tell me if I'm wrong. In the swing states that matter in Pennsylvania. Uh, and Wisconsin and Arizona. Am I wrong about that? And how will that impact the swing states? Well, he's badly underwater. Our last national poll, he had a 55% disapproval. It's like 60 in the swing states. Right. And you're seeing like Oz pulling up. He was behind. He was behind in some polls by double digits, but I think they were skewed liberal media polls. Right. But he's, he's tied with this guy, Fetterman, who wants to let out a third of the criminals in Pennsylvania. Right. And you've got and, – and I was talking about Connecticut before those two – the, the tragic killing of the two police officers 
Bob Stefanowski was within four points of Lamont, and you've got uh, Leora Levy within five points in a published poll of uh, of, of uh, 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 what's his name Blumenthal. Mm-hmm. All these Democrats who were voting for defunding the police and supporting this, uh, you know, during 2020 and 2021. They're now backtracking, saying they didn't. Oh, I didn't do this. <laughs> I didn't yeah, it's it's this. just amazing. And you know, I'll tell you, I think the Americans people are smarter than all that. Although some of them are like, no, they never said that. No, we never really said that. But let let's talk about the fact that uh, abortion. You know, the Dobbs decision comes out right, and every and that's when the red wave stopped. Uh, what impact is that decision going to have? It, it, it is the is the most important issue economy, then crime, and and then immigration. Talk to me. Well, it's inflation nationwide. It's inflation because Biden, the price of gas is going up again. The price of food is going up. He did his so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, didn't stop. It's eight percent. People going for mortgages are shocked at the prices. People mm-hmm. going to supermarkets every day. Are shocked at the prices and get price of gas in a lot of places in New York four or five dollars a gallon again, right? And you know Nevada where they got a Senate race it's like six dollars a gallon. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only way to stop it is to put Republicans back in control of the not just the House but also the Senate. So there's there's a series of Senate races that in Georgia, New Hampshire, uh, uh, Nevada, and Arizona you got four Democrat incumbents on the ropes and you have also shots now. Leora Levy in Connecticut uh, beating Blumenthal, and you also have possibilities of Republicans winning in Colorado and Washington. Mm-hmm. So the Senate is really in play. And but on the local level, when you when you look at um, the governor's races are moving because crime's a national issue. So you've got mm-hmm. Lee Zeldin in New York. Everybody realizes we're within single digits, closing uh, dramatically in Hulk, where it's just so out of control. When you think of last weekend. A, a week ago today, Lee Zeldin was at a Columbus Day parade in the and Bronx they, with they, his they, wife. Shooting in front of his house while his girls were at home studying. I mean, <laughs> crazy. But let me, John, let me ask you this. Um, Hochul, how does this, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, I get the pay to play. I mean, if I were the attorney general, you know, I'd be focused on her <laughs> uh, and not Donald Trump. I mean, give me a break. But that's, we don't have time for that. This, this woman has all of this money. And she still is not accountable to anyone. In right. his, in her husband has the concessions, uh, 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 all the concessions for the, uh, and she's got the Buffalo Bills Buffalo. Stadium that she's building. I mean, we right. talk about corruption. Right. And then she went and did the, the no-bid contract for over yeah. $600 million of COVID tests, paying twice what California was paying to somebody who gave her 300000 Then she did said she didn't know about it, wasn't aware of it. But they had thrown a fundraiser for the month before. And why, you know, some district attorney or uh, uh, forget about the Justice Department, Biden won't let them. Yeah. Uh, they should be, she should be investigated for that. Well, that was David Soros is the DA up in Albany. And I got to mm-hmm. tell you, I mean, he was DA when I was DA. And he came in. He's, he was, I think, the first leftist in the state. And I remember saying to my buddies there, I said, who the hell is this guy? Well, does he not understand what the job is? So, I mean, you know, yeah. the Democrats made sure they got a good one in there for them. But in the end, I mean, when I – I think one of the most interesting races, and, and, and I certainly – Lee Zeldin has to win. Lee Zeldin yeah. has to win or it's all over for New York City. But I'm yeah. fascinated by the Fetterman-Oz race. This guy, mm-hmm. Fetterman, 
I mean, nobody seems to care. He wanted to release second-degree murderers out of right. – he thought it was mercy was so important. Give me a break. Right. And, and the guy's an, an avowed socialist, and yes. he's had a stroke. Years ago, I worked for uh, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Kirk, and he was elected to the U.S. Senate, took Obama's seat. And he, he was a great senator, really worked hard, and Mark got a stroke. And the Democrats had no mercy for him in the reelection campaign. And uh, he wasn't successful. But here now, there's, because it's Fetterman and he's one of their socialists, they basically, they, they're, you know, they're like, oh, he, he, he doesn't have to debate. Now he has to, the guy can't read it. They want him to have a teleprompter, the questions ahead of time. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's just a whole different standard for it's that. It's frightening, but, though. It's frightening. I mean, you've got Mehmet Oz, and I mean, obviously, I, I know him. He's a friend of mine, and uh, I think he would do a great job. But in the end, it seems to me that people would recognize that you, you can't have a business if there's crime and it's rampant. You can't be safe. You can't send your children to school. You can't, I mean, the, I don't have to go through this. I mean, people are not stupid, but ideology is trumping reality. Right. And 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 he's, I mean, the, what's going on in the Philadelphia area with crime, with the shootings, the store, Wawa. Wawa is, yep. a, is a Pennsylvania company that is shutting down uh, there's stores in parts of Philadelphia because they're being nobody prosecutes shoplifting. Mm-hmm. Forget you know I mean forget the major they're letting all these minor crimes go on. They're being looted and and you know our you know the ABC owner John Katz often talks about we need common sense policies, common sense Democrats. Well, well the common sense Democrats he sees it with his stores where you know that you know when you don't prosecute people who repeatedly come in and shoplift. And can, and know they can get away with it, whether it's Philadelphia or New York, uh, the suburbs of New York, um, it's it's going to get worse. And that's why Jose Alba, the the bodega owner yep. Yep. in New York, who got who got stabbed while he was trying to you know defend himself, mm-hmm. he went back to Santa Domingo because he didn't feel safe in New York City anymore. That's I don't blame the guy. Do you blame him? No, I don't blame no. him at all. If if we bad. were not if we were not on top of that, this guy would be spending the rest of his life in prison. Yep, yep, and 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 it's just, it you know it, it's it's terrible. And Lee spoke out. Lee Zeldin spoke out on his behalf, and finally we embarrassed them that they 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 had to do something. And Lee Zeldin, you know, uh, he has his crime policy is day one. He's announced it last week. He says he's going to have invoke emergency powers to repeal cashless bail. Keep these criminals in jail. Fire the district attorneys like Alvin Bragg that that aren't enforcing, you know, state laws. They're not enforcing laws that are on the books. Yeah, and it's, you're it's, a district attorney. You know. Uh, let me tell you something. Manhattan needs a prosecutor who not only is someone who has experience, but someone who realizes that it's not just about making people accountable punishing people i'm not afraid to say it you commit a crime you need to be punished you commit a crime you need to be an example to deter other people if we can rehabilitate you great and if we can't i don't give a damn all right you need to be punished i've had enough of this but new york city will not survive financially if we don't get crime under control 
And right. the feds aren't doing anything about it. I mean, they, they, they could care about it. I mean, they, they, they could care less. They're too busy going after parents as domestic terrorists. But, John, let me just finally um, just get a sense of, you know, what will happen uh, it, now you say that the Senate is in play. The House is definitely the, – the Republicans are going to take the House. Is, is that a definite? Right. Well, in, back in August, we had a tied the generic vote nationally, and we've yeah. been very accurate. Like going back to 1994, I presented a poll in September saying Newt, that we were gonna, Newt Gingrich said we were going to take the House up seven, and that was a landslide year. Well, uh, at the end of September, we were back up four, 48-44. And we'll have new numbers this week, but Rasmussen reports, which tracks closely with ours, had the Republican generic up seven. So you've got 23 days where people have to get out and vote, whether it's a lot of states will vote early absentee, they'll vote uh, early in person. It's going on in Georgia now. Uh, you, you've got to get out and vote. So in New York State, they'll be, um, you know, they'll start like 12 days out two Saturdays before the election, the early in person, the absentees are being cast now. And uh, we'll have a big election day turnout, but we've got to get our people out. I wish in some regards, I wish the election was tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But uh, but right now, it's it's it looks like the Republicans would take. I, I talked to uh, Lito McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy last night. I said we'd probably take 40 to 50 seats and that would be a decisive win in the House. And. Mm-hmm. You know, the Senate's definitely – all the momentum is on the Republican side. So we'd yeah. probably take 51, 52 seats. And uh, Herschel Walker may be in a runoff at worst case. And on, at best case, he – you know, he did very well in the debate this week. He beats uh, Warnock uh, decisively because Warnock's on the defense now. But that one's going to be close. Yeah, that so, one's definitely going to be close. But you know what? I, I must tell you, it is fascinating right now to watch what's going on. Uh, in the in the national races, I mean, in the state races, in the swing states, uh, you know, Mark Kelly is someone, and we only have a few seconds left. But Mark Kelly in Arizona, you know, all of a sudden, oh yeah, yeah, I'm against the the all of this border uh, influx. I mean, he, you know, I can't stand it when people, you know, don't say the truth. But uh, a final thought, John, before we go, and I, I do want to thank you. Uh, for being on top of what you do. And thank you for all you did for me when I first started out as young pup in politics. Oh, you, you did great. And, and by the way, in Pennsylvania, I mean, Trafalgar poll has Oz within two points with 23 days to go, and a lot of that vote's coming on Election Day. And then in New York, Trafalgar had lead down a couple points. And, you know, so these other polls, four or five points, we, we've we've got to get out and vote. Make sure, uh, you know, yeah, whether it's early voting or or on election day, November eighth. We got twenty three right. days to win. One of the problems, around. though, John, in Pennsylvania is they started voting in uh, I think September nineteenth or something crazy. Uh, you know, so Fetterman was up at that point. So we really have to get the vote out. Uh, John McLaughlin, you are a legend as a pollster and a consultant. Thanks so much for joining us on the Judge Janine Tunnelton Tower Foundation show. And, folks, never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. And up next here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will get get some of your calls, and then I'll gavel out with my closing arguments. So call in. 
Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, the Towers Foundation Show. Now we're going to get a few calls from the Friends of the Court hotline. Let's go to Lynn from Greenwich Village. Lynn, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I'm a lonely Republican in Greenwich Village. But... Oh, you have, <laughs> you have my sympathy. Yeah. But it's good to talk to you, Lynn. What's your question? Um, I recently re-registered to vote in New York State uh, at my upstate house in Hudson Valley. And so I was you know, prowling around looking at the ballot online and looking at the there are you know there there's a, a race for New York State judges, and I uh, it's very confusing because they basically bid you to vote for up to three, and there's only one Republican on there. So I will vote for the Republican, mm-hmm. but uh, what do I do with the other ones? I mean, I, I looked at their credentials, and it's pretty sad because it seems to me that you know a lot uh, one of them is a clear radical leftist because mm-hmm. the only qualification. She has is uh, as an ex-attorney for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Oh so my I know gosh! That. Oh, uh, let me ask you this: uh, There are three judgeships open, or three judges uh, running for one spot? I don't understand. I think it's one spot, but then they direct you that you can vote for up to three in the list. They have three people: one Republican and three Democrats. Well, then, if you can vote for up to three, I mean, it sounds to me like you can vote for one. And whether or not that will be weighted more heavily because it's one instead of three makes the most sense to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Do we know that? I don't know that. I don't know that. But when they say (laughs) up to three, are they saying that there are three positions? I would call the Board of Elections. And I would ask them if there are actually three judgeships open. I don't understand uh, if there are up to three. And what county are you? What what county is that? Columbia. Columbia County. So, yeah, I don't know that one. It's always been confusing, and I think it 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 confuses and depresses people. Even when I years and years I was here in Manhattan, and of course, you know, wasted vote. You know, everybody's yeah. like. God, what's the point? It's just completely overrun by Democrats. You can't do anything. But, well, I think you know, the they, most important thing that you can do is uh, I, I would find out how many positions are open. Because if they're saying you can vote for up to three, what do they mean by that? Is there Are there three positions open? And then are there only three judges? Does that mean they're cross-endorsed? I don't know what that means. Is you it know, ranked you, choice? You've got to call. Ranked I don't even know. Yeah, you've got to call and ask a question. But I think your question is a great one because judges are very important in the scheme of things, and background is important. Even though judges can't take political issues or can't get involved in campaigns, uh, I know because I ran for judge, their background is important. So someone like me, I mean, I was a prosecutor. You know, I was, you know, I had started the domestic violence unit and all that other stuff. You can get you can get a readout on it. But I would call the Board of Elections and find out uh, or the League of Women Voters and just find out what does that mean? Is there one position or three? And if there are three, does that mean they're already cross endorsed and they're going to win anyway? I don't know. But uh, good luck to you, and we appreciate that you're calling with an impossible <laughs> question to answer. But have a great day. All right. All right, let's go to uh, Daniel. Is Daniel on the phone from the Bronx? Yes, thanks. It wasn't a Wendy or 
and in pursuit of that, Biden lifts sanctions against Iran, uh, and Iran exports more oil. Do you think Saudi Arabia and Israel would retaliate? If so, how? And why would Biden prefer Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, to pump more oil when we could do the same here in America? Well, Daniel, I thank you for that, and there's a lot of questions. I'll just cut to the quick. Biden has been trying to get Saudi Arabia to pump more oil, and they pretty much showed him no chance when uh, he met with them, I don't know, a month or two ago, and he now denies that he even asked them a month or two ago. Now they've said to him, we're absolutely not pumping more oil, so now he's thinking about going to Venezuela to a dictator whose regime, you know, the United States didn't even recognize. Why them and not the United States? Well, I've always had a position that he could give a damn about uh, the American workers in in the United States, that it's all about green energy and supporting the the leftists and the progressives. Uh, And uh, he's not going to do anything, which is why, if you believe in this country being energy independent and not relying on foreign Uh, oil, then it's time to make sure that you vote for candidates who believe in industry and making America energy independent. Anyway, uh, we are running out of time right now. I want to thank you for joining us on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Make sure you join us right back here next week, same time, same place for the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a great day, everyone. And don't forget, you've just got about 23 days before you vote. Make sure you vote. Love you all. Take care. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.